This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 11th of January. In your Squiz today, President Donald Trump and a second impeachment. 62 dead after Indonesian plane crash. Bitcoin's boom and staying off social media. This is your Squiz today. The fallout from last week's storming of the US Capitol by pro-Trump supporters continues, Claire. Even if you're not a political tragic, these are pretty historic events. President Trump has a week and a half left in office ahead of Biden's inauguration on the 20th. And despite the short amount of time, impeachment proceedings could still be brought against him. The pressure is still on Trump to resign, but it seems that that's very unlikely. And so the Democrats are getting that wheel of impeachment starting to turn, could be as soon as today, reports say. That means the House of Representatives will pursue a charge against Trump of incitement of insurrection. There's just one article of impeachment that they're looking to pursue. But what happens in the Senate, which is where a trial would need to happen if it's successful in the House of Representatives is still up in the air. Some legal eagles say that they can actually pursue that after Trump's term ends on the 20th of January because it's going to be very difficult for them to do that between now and then. Democrats aren't keen for him to just get his last days in the office over and done with. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says he has done something so serious that there should be prosecution against him. So even if he has left the office before the Senate part of the impeachment process happens, If he is convicted, he would then be prevented from running again in 2024. While there hasn't been much of a response from Republicans over the reports of impeachment, one group that has been taking a fair bit of action at the moment are social media and tech platforms. Their decisions to ban or suspend President Trump are raising some big questions around freedom of speech particularly Twitter's move to ban him permanently uh, from that real Donald Trump account, which he has used to such effect, not just during his presidency, but in the years before that as well. Of course, he's fired people over Twitter. He's made announcements about serious American policy via Twitter. It really has been the avenue that he has expressed himself. And as you say, that means that there are lots of discussions about where he might go next in terms of of social media platforms. There's one called Parler, which is known to be popular with people who have been banned from Twitter and with big groups of Trump supporters. Uh, Some of the platforms like Apple and Google and Amazon have moved to block Parler as an avenue for people to sign up to. So it's an interesting discussion at the moment. As you say, in focus is this issue of freedom of speech and whether these platforms really should be banning people from being able to express themselves. Before he was taken off Twitter, President Trump said that he would not be attending the inauguration of Joe Biden. Vice President Mike Pence will be in attendance, though. In tragic news over the weekend, an Indonesian passenger plane crashed into the sea near Jakarta shortly after taking off. There's now no hope of finding any survivors amongst the 62 people on board. Authorities are yet to discover a reason for the crash. 
They have located the aircraft's black boxes, though, and it's hoped that when they get into that, that they'll find a reason. What has been reported, though, is that local fishermen heard an explosion. Uh, There were rough conditions. Apparently, there was quite heavy rain at the time. But that Sriwijaya aircraft has dived into the sea, it seems, at really fast pace. So there's a lot of inquiries still to happen to find out what exactly went down. Sriwijaya Air is a low-cost airline in Indonesia. It's the country's third largest carrier. Checking in on COVID cases and lockdowns back home now, Claire, and residents in Greater Brisbane will find out today if their SNAP three-day lockdown will continue. No new cases were reported over the weekend. No, but they're still worried that there's been spread of that highly transmissible UK variant of the coronavirus. And that's come after a quarantine hotel worker was confirmed to be infected with that strain last week. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk had Scott Morrison's backing to go very hard and very early, as they characterised it. And there's an investigation underway about how that transmission happened. As for residents in the Northern Beaches, they're now under the same restrictions as Greater Sydney coming out of their three weeks of lockdowns. Decisions about borders are still up in the air. New South Wales Chief Health Officer Dr Kerry Chance says that the next two weeks will be critical to see if the chains of transmission have been broken. In international news, Australia, the US, the UK and Canada have released a joint statement condemning last week's arrest of 55 pro-democracy politicians and activists in Hong Kong. That took place under the new national security laws imposed there by Beijing last year. Yeah, they say that it's clear that this national security law is being used to eliminate dissent and opposing political views and they've called on China to respect the legally guaranteed rights and freedoms that Hong Kong has had under an agreement that was made with the British when that territory was surrendered so many years ago now. But China has asked nations to stay out of its affairs. It seems that human rights advocates also say that the horse has really bolted on China respecting any freedoms in the territory. None of those arrested have yet been charged. Most have been released. If they are charged and found guilty, they could face life imprisonment. Over to sports news now. The International Cricket Council, Cricket Australia and the New South Wales Police are investigating allegations that some attendees at the SCG were yelling racial abuse during yesterday's test match against India. Six spectators were escorted from the stadium by police. Those allegations are yet to be proven, of course, and that's why there's an investigation. But there's a great sense of disappointment Mm. uh, by the Australian team, by the Indian team and by officials that that seems to have happened in Sydney. one of the Indian players, Ravi Ashwin, said is that, look, we've really evolved surely past this in this day and age and mm. that it's something that doesn't happen very often these days. But when it does, it should be dealt with very firmly. Australian coach Justin Langer said the reports were upsetting and disappointing. As for the game itself, Australia is looking good to take out the third test and so take a 2-1 lead in the series. In finance news, Bitcoin is having a huge start to the year. As of Friday, the digital currency was trading at a record high of 40,000 US dollars. Which is 52 
thousand plus Australian <laughs> dollars. It's really had a boom of about a thousand percent in recent weeks. The reason why it's so attractive now is that we're in a very low interest rate world and there's a scarcity of these high growth investment opportunities and Bitcoin seems to be the answer to a lot of investors' questions. And look, if you're like me and you still have a lot of other questions about Bitcoin, like what it is, we'll put a link to a good explainer <laughs> in your episode notes. Wrapping up now and also taking a social media detox, though less of a forced one like President Trump, Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan won't be using the social media platforms in the future, either for themselves or their Archwell Foundation. Yeah, there's a big report in the Times of London yesterday saying that they're going to stay off social media. Of course, remember last year, Meghan talked about Mm. being severely trolled. She said that she'd heard that she was the most trolled person in the world in 2019. Uh, They're also looking to position themselves as sort of new people in the new world and that social media and everything that goes down there is something they don't want to be aligned to. But if they're not on Instagram or TikTok, I don't know how they're going to find out about this giant life-sized cake of themselves (laughs) that someone has commissioned and made. It's it's really quite something, a life-size cake of Harry and Meghan. It's certainly (laughs) worth a look. I don't know what it would taste like, but it's a big cake. Or why you would want to eat a person-like cake. I mean, technically it's a good job. (laughs) In every other sense, it's quite strange. So (laughs) we'll pop that in your episode notes to take a look. That's about all from us today. It's International Thank You Day, so a big thanks to you for listening to the Squiz Today podcast, for reading the Squiz Today newsletter, a double thank you for telling your people about us. And remember, if you want to know which story the email subject line relates to, come and find us on Instagram at Squiz. Have a good Monday and we'll be back with you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at bhp.au.